Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the So Fucking Posh podcast. Happy Black History Month to those of you who had that slip your mind. In celebration of this Black History Month episode, there are two white people in the studio with us. <laughs> no, but really, there are really two. There really are two white people in the studio. <laughs> we have Katrina. Katrina, how are you doing? Doing good. Good, good. And then we have Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Wonderful, thank you. Awesome. And then I also have Tammy sitting next to me. Tammy, how are you doing? Very good. Awesome. And then, as usual, we have Unuqua. Unuqua, how are you doing? I'm doing well, during yourself. I'm good. I'm good. So, in light of Black History Month, we are going to kick off this episode with the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia. So what this is, is exactly what it sounds like. In Big Rapids, Michigan, owned and operated by Ferris State University, there is a museum that houses assorted racist memorabilia from the United States Jim Crow era. For those of you who are not quite familiar with the Jim Crow laws that shaped a large part of the Jim Crow era, these were state and city laws enforcing racial segregation in the southern United States where a large part of slavery was concentrated. So this was the segregation of public schools, public places and spaces, transportation, restrooms, drinking fountains, and almost anything that you could possibly think of. The museum itself displays a wide variety of artifacts, including cartoons, figurines, and advertising depicting the history of racist portrayals of African Americans in American popular culture. The museum's curator, David Pilgrim, explains in his essay titled The Garbage Man, Why I Collect Racist Objects, quote, I collect this garbage because I believe and know to be true that forms of intolerance can be used to teach tolerance. Though that all sounds all good and well, do you find that this manner of teaching tolerance, as he likes to put it, to be effective? So, Tammy, I'll start with you. What do you think? Do you think it's an effective method or do you think it's bullshit? I think it is effective because you can't just wipe away history it's really good that um you can actually see like you can't wipe it away Mm -hmm. and um to see in front of you it makes it real Mm -hmm. you just don't forget about it okay what about you nick what do you think i think it could totally be constructive i mean especially for younger generations that maybe don't know what all the hubbub is about when people do bring up how racist the past was they see what the world is now and people talk about it but they didn't actually see how awful it was like even even our generation for example like we've heard about it and i've heard about it but sometimes it's easy to forget Mm -hmm. how bad it actually was right and this is a way of kind of helping people remember right and move on and grow from it yeah you know absolutely i don't think it would be constructive for us to ever forget that absolutely okay what about you katrina what do you feel i I feel it's good in a sense that a lot of people sometimes, especially younger generations, even our generation, given that this only happened like 30, 50 years ago, sometimes we just forget or like we're only showing a version of history. It's so recent. Yeah, it's so recent. And it just, we, like growing up in school, they often exclude this from our, like, like history from history education right. and like to, to the point where some kids aren't even aware mm-hmm. that it's even happened to have a museum like uh, Nick was saying, to show that these are physical objects that existed and this was a culture mm-hmm. aspect of society mm-hmm. that existed, mm-hmm. I feel like it's good 
to show that like so it's just like because you were saying we can't erase it can't erase history and it's there in front of them Mm -hmm. and they can't deny it Mm -hmm. and they need to be aware we need to be aware of our past in order to move forward and also not repeat other mistakes to deny that certain things happen or to deny that like america is not racist is ridiculous it's it's so dumb and like well, it's not to the degree, of course, of 30, 50 years ago. There's still a lot of issues. And, like, knowing how far it went mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. can be a forewarning to people of our age and our generation, all yeah. the generations preceding us, yeah. to not do it. So I think it is effective methods in teaching tolerance by showing how intolerant our past was. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that it is effective. Um, <clears throat> and with, like... With seeing all of these, oh, I had a point. What was my point? Okay, you knew what. I'll go to you first. Yeah, <laughs> I had it. I lost it. I I completely agree with with what everyone has communicated thus far. And what comes to mind is uh, is what happened in Germany with the Jews. You know, and, and I'm sure oh, in yeah. Germany there are also probably museums and um and Ooh. what would the word be? Um, There's the Holocaust Museum. Holocaust Museum, exactly. You know, like at the same time, it's it's just it's saying, you know what. Like this wasn't right, obviously, but it is a part of the German culture. It is a part of the Jewish um, community, like it or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're not saying we're going to forget about it, but definitely because of what happened back then, it affects the present right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and to forget about it would almost be a slap in the face to everybody that went to the struggle back then to give us the freedoms and rights and lifestyle we have now. Touching on your point about glossing over that history, in one of the previous podcasts, we talked about the McGraw-Hill textbooks and yeah. how they are, they can remove, the they can, yeah, they can change the wording or, you know, remove what they were saying. Like, if, if they wanted to talk about slavery, they don't have to talk about it. Yeah. So in that, in that sense, right, like, being able to remove that from history where people aren't, I guess being held accountable for what happened versus this situation where it's like it's it's thrust in your face. There's nothing you can yeah, do. There's nothing you can say. And it's also I feel I haven't been to the museum myself, mm-hmm. but I like having known about the Holocaust Museum and how it's presented and how it looks. This one looks to be presented. It's not celebrating this culture. It's right. saying this happened and we shouldn't do it again right. and it never should happen again. It's like a sobering reminder. Yeah. Of how bad things could be. Because like some people deny that the Holocaust happened, and so which is crazy, which is which is so crazy, so crazy. We have people like now thinking that the world is flat. Like, oh for sure. Bob, we talking to you. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, seeing seeing all these images, it makes me want to see this because I want to when I when I see all of this, I want to be moved. Like I want to go there and literally just see how shocking. Yeah. Do you mean? Just see how, like, just incredible, just, not in a good way, no, but incredible. Like, like they it would is. make this and they would actually, this actually happened. Right. It's, it's astounding. But then again, like, it wasn't really taught to us mm-hmm. in school, especially during our developmental ages. It, we, weren't, we weren't aware of it constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, it's, uh, at least for my school experience, yeah. this stuff wasn't presented as much as friggin' the World War was. I oh, got absolutely. how many classes on World War II, yeah. but none on this. Right. Like, maybe, like, a small section. Yeah. And having a museum like this is good, in, especially for as a learning tool yeah. to introduce kids to, like, and even our generation. Yeah. Which I think everybody should probably 
see this museum at least once yeah. or at least like go through like a virtual tour or whatever yeah just to if they aren't aware of it become aware like if you're ignorant that's okay as long as you're willing to learn right the closest thing that Canada has to something like this is the Canadian Museum of Human Rights in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, which was like a multi-million dollar project that ends up being a sober experience, sobering experience, right? Walking through all these halls and seeing all these awful things that have happened internationally. Like, as the name suggests, this is like, this. these are international human rights abuses that are being highlighted in this particular museum. Um, and here it's a section of American history, a section in American time, right? That is so nauseating and so overwhelming that an entire museum can be filled with all of these remnants of these things. So do you think that Canada needs a museum or some sort of institution that highlights abuses to immigrants and refugees and natives, um, that have faced these kinds of things? Or do you feel like Canada doesn't have that sort of racial makeup and that sort of history in order to in order for that type of coverage to be necessary okay it totally needs to have museums like this because i feel even though they have a whole museum doing everything internationally i feel like canada tends to forget or like tries to make the public forget that we've had our own atrocities yeah. when it concerns human rights like the japanese internment yeah that was awful mm-hmm. native american we like takeovers of everybody's land the yeah. abuse of the metis yeah chinese head tax as well. right yeah like it's especially since like sometimes when you're when you're faced with so much uh information you tend to not fully understand it whereas with this jim crow museum it's specific it's very section specific, right? and i feel like if we had more museums in canada showing that we're, we're like a part of our a part of canada's national identity of course is multiculturalism however it's not all like roses and butterflies and rainbows Absolutely like we not. need to be like canadians need to be aware of what came before and what mistakes Mm-hmm. we as a society have made in the past right. and i feel like having museums that concentrate on specific events yeah would help um especially as a learning tool to understand them fully no i definitely agree because i mean it is the um, american history and canadian history are very different in in yeah. in the ways that these kinds of things happen like in america it was for the majority of the time it was white versus black that's oh, what it totally. was and in canada it's a bit different right where well, we didn't have civil war right like- exactly so it, i mean that's why some people might minimize it and think that okay well we don't need to have a museum highlighting these things but i i beg we to differ totally i absolutely do. think that we do absolutely think that we do even though canada is a multicultural place and it's fairly accepting at least a lot more accepting than a lot of a lot like many parts of the u.s are it doesn't mean that everywhere is accepting it doesn't mean that everyone's accepting and there are places in canada where people are just as racist if not more yeah yeah, as people in the u.s and that's just what it is you can't like like you like to say like it or not that's what it is like there's there's the reality there's no way around it so, I mean, a human rights museum is nice, but I feel like it's a little bit broad. The average Canadian needs to be more aware of things that have happened in Canada because you can't just say, oh, you know, Canada is like super accepting and like nothing ever bad is going to happen to you. And yeah. it's just like if these immigrants move into an area of Canada where there are super bigoted and racist people. Yeah. They're going to be surprised yeah. after being told that like Canada is some sort of like immigrant paradise and like yes we do definitely accept a lot of immigrants and uh with open arms however they need to be aware and also canadians need to be aware of how 
their history was and how or like our history is yeah. and like how to react to it it's just keeping it real at the end oh, of yeah. the day it's just <laughs> accepting your flaws well not necessarily accepting your flaws but learning from our right our mistakes yeah you know could you have anything to add so the one thing i was going to say was I'm, I'm all for the museums but it needs to go a step further this needs to be implemented in school systems right because like she yeah. said you don't learn about it, it doesn't you know like as far as i'm concerned museum is great and all but that to me is now you're putting it in now you're giving people the choice and most and nine times out of ten if are you going to go and see something that isn't positive per se you know what I mean? Like, would you go and check it out? Like, let's go to the zoo or let's go to the museum. Nine times out of ten people are going to say, let's go to the zoo. Versus if you're getting taught it in school it's, from a younger age and you're taking it in smaller doses, like, why isn't that being taught in history? I, I mean, I agree with Nuke that it needs to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Things can't be optional on small scale. Also, right. one museum or a couple museums spread throughout the country still are only one building. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it true. does need to go to the next level. Yeah, it needs to be implemented it needs in to be more curriculum. Of, more of an idea than a physical building. That right. I know there's a lot. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry, 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 go sorry. ahead. <laughs> um, I was just about to say, like, I know that, like, a lot of things implemented are curriculum. There's so much to learn, but it's still important as a part of history. So instead of spending, like, I don't know, like, three months on World War II, we can take part of that time or, like, half of that time. Yeah into other issues that happened in Canada or like like if we're, if we're going to keep it specific to Canada in Canada but mm-hmm. then again like since we're both American and Mexico and everybody are on one continent yeah it kind of helps to know the entire like most history or yeah. just like the basics of what happened and why it was wrong or why it was right depending on what issue you're talking about and how it affects people today yeah because exactly. it, has, it has a follow-through effect that is it's not an isolated thing right? of course not so it, it still influences our culture today I completely agree. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. So I was browsing some online forums as I do when I need to be entertained. And I came across a thread that I felt needed expanding on. The headline read, so if you have a degree, you're too good for $12.50 an hour, question mark. So the idea behind all of this is that college or university graduates are being hesitant or resistant to accept jobs with starting wages of $12.50 because with a degree, you would hope that you would start with far more than that. (laughs) One commenter from this forum that I was reading with the username Kim Slay Malfoy wrote, I didn't go to school to make $12.50 straight out of college. And for all that, I could go work at Costco, be a manager and make a good wage. Bish bye. Another commenter. By <laughs> another commenter by the name of Too Damn Pink wrote, I made $12.50 five years ago with some with with just some college credits. Ain't no way that should be acceptable for a recent grad. It's really sad out here. We gotta stay prayed up. I love that. <laughs> um Kim Slay Malfoy also added in her earlier comment that referring to the $12.50 power. It's twenty. It's $26,000 a year. Yes, I'm looking down on that wage because my degree can command at least double that. Why should I settle for less when I can automatically make more? Plus, the job I have now, I make more and I did not need a degree for that. I walk up ladders, not down, boo. Plus, where I live, I really couldn't do shit with that wage. But I mean, if you feel that wage is acceptable for you, by all means, I have higher standards for myself. Based on this, I've heard arguments where people say that even people with master's degrees, they can't find jobs. So who are you to turn down a wage of $12.50 or whatever the case is? So my question here is, if you did go to a post-secondary institution, you paid your thousands of dollars in tuition, 
you fulfilled all your credits, all your requirements, and successfully graduated with a bachelor's degree in whatever you got a bachelor's degree in. Is it ridiculous to automatically reject a wage of $12.50 or is it not? This has been my life for the past uh, year and a half. Yeah. So, okay. So I got out of university um, with a fine arts degree. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting um, like a 25 an hour a plus job right yeah. off the bat. Not with my degree. <laughs> that being said, um, $12 an hour, like... It depends what you're going for. If you're going for a career job or you're odd jobbing. I was odd jobbing. So $12 an hour, that was fine. Did I have to get more than one job at $12 an hour? Of course. Because $12 an hour, whether you sniff at it or anything like that, it's not enough to pay for your living. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to have two jobs of $12 an hour. I feel like it's okay to start those jobs, even whether or not you have a degree. Because if you need money... You need money. True. You're going to take whatever job you can. Like, odd jobbing, there's no shame in it mm-hmm. at all, no matter what degree you have, master's, bachelor's. However, I do think it is unreasonable that a lot of people my age or older, whoever has a degree lately, because of our massive loans and our ability to not even live, like, and I'm not talking like a big house. We literally just want an apartment, mm-hmm. afford, like, groceries, mm-hmm. pay a heating bill, Maybe an internet bill. The basic shit. The basic. Yeah. The basics. Like, forget about like a loving animal companion. Yeah. It's just like I gotta eat. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like because how minimum wage is, we can't afford even those simple things. So we have to have multiple minimum wage jobs, and it's really depressing because we what did we go to school for? What did we like spend like freaking a hundred grand over four years yeah. for a degree? And we can't get a job in our degree, yeah. which would get us the amount of money we need. It's just like it's it's that stupid bullshit that we were told all our lives. That's a problem that I had when I graduated out of university too. Like I I kind of like voiced this with my dad a lot. I was like, I don't have any experience in all of the job postings that I saw. Three to five years experience. Three to five, five to ten years. years experience. I just got out of fucking school. I don't have that experience. Where so, do I get it? Exactly, <laughs> right. So it, it really scared me because I'm like, well, these are the kind of jobs that I want to be able to get. I want to make us, you know, X amount of money. I mean, obviously, you have to be reasonable with these kind of kind of kinds of things. But in general, like, you want to be able to make enough money so you can live, so you can pay for the basic things. And when they're not only the qualifications, so the school that you went to, the grades that you got, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but you need experience as well, and you don't have that. And what do you do? Like, it's, like you said, it's a catch-22. It's a catch-22. And um, even if it says three to five years experience, apply anyway. Those criteria that they have, those requirements, quote-unquote, usually that's for the best possible candidate. And you know what? A lot of people are scared off by those requirements, including me. I was for a long time, but my dad gave me some advice. He was just like, they're looking, those requirements are only for the best candidate. Who knows? Maybe one or two people applied and one of those two people was you and you were the better candidate. Mm -hmm. So just go ahead and do it. The worst they can say to you is no. No, yeah, that's true. Okay, Nick, what what do you think? I think it's totally fair for people to be upset, which obviously they are. <laughs> um, and that's, of course, that's fair. I mean, people work so hard and put so much money into it, right? But it's it's not the fault of the companies or the corporations. The fact is that we are a pretty rapid, expanding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. society right now. Yeah, I guess oh, I want to say that. I want to say the whole world, like let alone North America, and the economy is not great either. So there's the fact of the matter is that there aren't really all that many jobs and the ones that there are, there are probably hundreds of people applying for. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a harsh reality at this point. So there's not a whole lot you can do besides just (laughs) 
keep going doing your best maybe. yeah give it a few tries <laughs> but that, <laughs> but, creating new jobs but, i don't know man. but back to the original question so i mean you, you said you're in school currently yeah I'm so if you were now. to graduate you know magna cum laude or whatever like you got bomb-ass fucking grades mm-hmm. right? I mean, you did what the fuck you needed to do and then the only job offers that you were getting were $12.50 job offers. Low wage, yeah. Low wage, right? And say you have a rent and you have to pay back student loans and you also, mm-hmm. like we said, basic shit. You want to pay for keeping the light on in this bitch. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those kinds of things. Like you said, Katrina, you probably have to get, you know, another job and, you know, maybe a third job. Like, yeah, two to three. Doing, yeah, <laughs> you know, like in those kinds of situations where you're basically you're on a path to burning yourself out until hopefully eventually you do find a job that does work for you in terms of wage, in terms of experience, in terms of all the other things that you would require. Mm-hmm. What would you say in that kind of situation? Because a lot of people, you know, they they are working in positions where they are overqualified and they right. still have to just, you know, get, take what they can get. And like you said, it's a rat race. It's competition. That's just how it goes. These people that are putting out jobs, they're businesses. They're looking for the best. Yeah. They're not trying to do anybody It's any not like they're, they're doing it out of malice, right? right. It's not like they're yeah. trying to, to hurt these people, to pay these people like also... low wages. It's it's just the way that it is right now. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's really tough trying to be, like, true to whatever it is, oh, your yeah. career, whatever it is your love is, and then also try and, like, make money at the same time. So that's why when girls, like, decide that they want to go to Atlanta and strip for a year, oh, yeah. I don't fucking blame them because the economy is garbage. Like, it's so bad. And I have nothing against sex workers. If, if you got the body... Fuck. Do it. Earn that. Earn that money. <laughs> Make just, that just, bread. Just protect yourself. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Tommy, what do you think? I think it sucks that some people are graduating with really good grades and getting paid twelve. Uh, what was it? Twelve dollars and fifty cents, or twelve dollars and ninety cents. You know, just just above minimum wage. But I do think that if um, they started off and they were getting that wage, but for, it was pretty much a guarantee that maybe two or three years later they'll be getting their six figure job, then I think it's worth it. What would you say to people who say, okay, I got this degree. They're offering me $12.50 an hour. I could have worked at Costco. Like I think the person might have said in here, I could have been a manager at Costco and made way more than that, but I wouldn't have had that degree, right? Or I could have just not gone to university and worked right out of high school and then still made more money than what I'm being offered now after putting all this money into my degree. So now you're at like this ridiculous deficit and it's like you're trying to crawl out of this hole that is literally never ending, or so it would seem. So it would seem, yeah. Yeah. But then again, do you want to be a Costco manager all your life? Yeah. That's, the, that's the payoff. Yeah. It's just like, do you want to devote time and money and effort towards your dream mm-hmm. to make it a reality? And like, not even your dream, just what you like doing, what yeah. you want to do in life, what you want to do for the rest of your life. Do you want to be a Costco manager for the rest of your life? Not saying that, like, if Costco managers dream, go for it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. However, if it's not and you're just doing it because you want more money, you're not going to really be happy in life, I got to say. Is it money or is it your goal? Which one are you trying to pick It's tempting. Money is so tempting. There's a lot to elaborate on here. (laughs) He's taking notes over there. Yeah, Um, yeah, man, I see that. (laughs) Well, a couple of things come to mind here. And and these are a couple of questions that I have. Like, our generation is so guilty of entitlement because – who and what told you when you came out of university you were going to have a job? Agreed. Who, oh, who yeah. Told you? No. My parents? Yeah, my parents? Said, no, fine. <laughs> fine. Touche. But at the same time, though, your parents are the ones giving you jobs. It's not like your parents own a business. And they're like, when you finish, you can run the company. No. 
So it's it's our own fault as well. Like we didn't take responsibility for like no one said that when you went through four it took me five years it took me five years to do a four year degree. No one said when I got out of it that I was guaranteed a job. No one did. You know, and 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 unfortunately our whole lives we've been told you if if you jump through all the hoops, you're you're gonna win. And the reality of it is life is not like that. No. You can say and do all the right stuff and you still won't win. Over time though. Yeah. I mean let's say like in the 80s and yeah. in the 90s going into university hey. it was almost guaranteed you got a job of course now, going it's into different. university is a but listen though but listen though but listen that you may not even but listen though back then back then in the 80s 70s so let's see 50s 60s 70s 80s how many people had university degrees therefore of course when you come out boom you got a job whereas now think about it oh, you're pumping out all these university students there's not enough jobs what do you think is going to happen that and we keep true. telling people yeah. to get a university degree. And I'll tell you right now, you look at anybody that is successful right now, the majority of them, guess what? Didn't finish school, realized halfway through it, it wasn't worth it, or didn't go whatsoever. So you mean to tell me that getting an education is the way to be successful? No, it's not. It's not. Let's be honest. So is so what is so what is the alternative entrepreneurship? Is entrepreneurship, that thinking the outside the box, literally not going. That's, that's, you, that's, you, you can do. That's hustler thinking. Like, it you is, have though. to do it. And, and, and this is the reality of it. And you've alluded to it already. You're going to have to decide whether or not you are going to pursue your dreams or you're going to pay your bills. That is something that needs to happen. And at the end of the day, like it or not, and I wrote here, started from the bottom. What do you think that concept starts from? Drake. You know, no, obviously Drake. <laughs> obviously Drake, right? But the reality of it is, hey, like, guess what? If Costco manager pays my bills, there's a roof over my head, and I have my independence, awesome, cool, sweet. And then in my spare time, guess what? I do what I love. Yeah, or you I can't fund, do both. Or I fund something, you know? Or it's like, who was it? Like, it wasn't 50 Cent that said something like, I don't sleep because I got too many things to get done. Oh, yeah. You know what my I mean? And that's just the reality so of messed it. Up. You know what I mean? And the reality of it is, like, either, you, either you're going to pay your bills and you're not going to follow your dreams, or you're going to follow your dreams and may not be able to pay your bills. I, th- I think the biggest thing here that I'm trying to, that I want to communicate is that, um, I think for a lot, in this case, going back to the original question, right? Right. It's a matter of, are you willing to humble yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, because the reality of it is coming out of university, you are not God's gift to this earth. No, you're not. You're not, you know? Get and rid of your pride. <laughs> totally. Get rid, of, get rid of your pride. Humble yourself. And if you've you got to start from the bottom, you know what I mean? And what's to say you go into a company and you plug in and you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you put in your work and so forth and like, man, like... We like where your head's at, so forth and so on. Then we're not going to bump you up. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's always that potential. And so, yeah, yeah it may suck mm-hmm. a lot. But guess what? The payoff might be better. And for all you know, the universe wants to see how serious you are. Yeah. Like you guys have said, university does not always equal success. It's not the end all. No, it's not the end all. Me being Nigerian and having Nigerian parents, it's been echoed in my mind over and over again that it does, even though I'm now learning that it does not. Right? But that was their lives. Right. That was their lives. Like back then in whatever year my dad went to school, you went to school, you got like dope grades. You're in a dope company. You're making so much money, more money than you know what to do with. And that's it. That's My dad's employed because he did that. So he definitely imposed it on me. It's just like, this is what you got to do in order to succeed. But it's not the formula that applies to our daily life right now. It doesn't. It will not. For our generation, the generation before us, the generation after us. It's not going to be the same formula. It's not 
our society isn't like that anymore. Yeah. So we got to change it up and we got to work on a new solution. But it's good to keep in mind what you actually want to do rather than what your parents or what you think you should do. This is definitely the generation, like you said, of entrepreneurs. Where oh, definitely. Entrepreneur, like, look at Facebook. What's the oh, guy that... Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Right? Like, he's the, he's the perfect... He's the perfect embodiment of what entrepreneurship can do for you. Oh, right, definitely. And like, it was this idea, like, super unique. Of course not, but he was the first one to to monetize monetize it and to popularize it. Yeah, he had an entrepreneurship spirit in mind. He had an idea that he wanted to pursue. Sure, people probably had the idea before him, but Mm -hmm. it's not your idea because nothing is really original in this world. It's your execution that, that matters. Counts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, absolutely. So, I mean, like we said, you just have to sort of have a hustler's ambition about oh, things. Oh, definitely. Right? And then have, like, entrepreneurship behind you or at least have that sort of mentality and just compl- continue to execute, continue to make moves, continue to create things yeah. consistently until you see results because it, it doesn't – it never happens where you just – push and push and push and nothing happens not unless you're insanely lucky right exactly like something will eventually happen and it's just a matter of recognizing that and taking that and running with it so there's a rapper called stitches and in one of his music one of his music videos the name of it completely escapes me but in the music video the man is walking females on leashes so aside from the observable sexism and dehumanization there are now females on social media being voluntarily leashed in a similar manner for the attention and the social media fame that would obviously come along with that. No. So who is disrespecting who in this type of scenario, do you think? I'll start with you, Nick. I think everyone's kind of disrespecting each other, including themselves, in, in this scenario. I mean, you, you kind of have to wonder why they agreed to do it, the women. Right. situation for example i mean money was most likely involved <laughs> if it was for a rap video mm-hmm. but they had to know that that was going to kind of be everywhere draw, yeah yeah it would be everywhere and kind of draw back like take women's rights back 50 years oh, right? they had to know they had to know deep down what the effects were going to be right but right. assuming that they did it for money they did it anyway or who knows i mean that's just speculation right i have no what are your thoughts no on the reason. video that you saw in general? It's hard to watch. <laughs> really? When he yells heel and she actually slows down. <laughs> and the fact that everyone is, you know, straight faced and taking it so seriously in the video, I think that's the hardest part to see. What are your first impressions on this video? I think that if this video was, let's say, on a porn website, it would be completely different. But because this was on social media and let's say it was on Instagram or Vines, little kids are going to see it. And they might like imitate this or teenagers might imitate this. Mm-hmm. And I think that is disgusting because this guy's famous. He's rapper Stitches. Yeah. So there's going to be people who look up to him, mm-hmm. right? But if he did it as... um on a porn site as a porno people are just gonna look at it like a fetish it's gonna be seen as a fetish right instead of something like oh my favorite rapper does this so i should do this to my little sister Mm -hmm. or i should do this to whoever like i think that is fucking disgusting and watching this video pisses me off yeah (laughs) oh it's it's hard to watch it's gross it's hard to watch okay because you know what i mean hey um so wow (laughs) (laughs) as you're saying if it was on a porn website cool then people would be like whatever but as it is on social media people aren't gonna like try to emulate him that's why you're seeing it on social media also 
it's kind of it's kind of like going into the territory of bdsm and like that's not for children or little kids or teenagers or like you know what you do in the bedroom stays in the bedroom but like you could like to try and normalize this type of sexism Mm -hmm. is really disgusting especially it's like there's no how much are they getting paid for this because like the you know what? My guess is not much because this guy only has 3,000 views on this particular Holy video. mother. Mm-hmm. These, so. like, this is also a matter of, like, these women having no self-respect right. and whether or not they've been taught to have self-respect, probably not throughout their lives, is really sad. And also the boys, too. Like, the rapper, the, this man who thinks he can treat women like this and, like, he is treating women like this, it's just like, how was he brought up? Doesn't he have a mother, like sisters? Yeah. Who also are looking at what he's doing with his life? Yeah. It's just like, who taught you to respect women? And who taught mm-hmm. these women how to not respect these themselves? And why is this being popularized as a good thing or as a funny thing to do with yeah. your friends? Or like it's it's teaching very, very bad sexist um I'm drawing tendencies. tendencies there we go yeah. and like actions and like it it's not something that should be normalized or popularized or empath- like emulated you know what i'm sure somewhere along the line someone is going to listen to this podcast and pipe up and say well from a feminist standpoint these women are entitled to do what they want without being shamed for it if they are voluntarily being walked around on a leash because they want to then so be it. I mean, in this particular case, how would something like this be any different from a woman participating in a filmed bukkake gangbang with four different men if she is voluntarily participating? Yeah, you go ahead. How is it? Yeah, yeah. If they feel like this is empowering them or like the women in this video enjoy doing this, that's fine. But don't show it to the public. Do this on your own time. Mm-hmm. Do it on websites where kids won't be around, where... um not everyone would have access to because anyone can see this like yeah you look at you look it up on youtube it's there mm-hmm. and if a lot of people keep on viewing this video it's gonna be on like the top tr- uh the homepage mm-hmm. of youtube right mm-hmm. and then that's when everyone can see it i think that they should just keep it to themselves instead of if they feel empowered when they're on their knees and getting walked like a dog then let them do whatever the fuck they want but just not in public yeah and that's that's kind of like the that's kind of like I'm torn between yes some people saying that okay from a feminist standpoint you do what you like and it is what it yeah, is yeah but that's for and older people to understand right exactly and, and I'm speaking in the context of older people and females okay, in yeah. general right who you know will have a this idea that I'm a feminist I can do what I like and if you know being walked around a leash for whatever reason does something for me or benefits me in some sort of way then you have a right to do it but at the same time like you said, Nick, it does set women back a lot because we have been fighting for the right to not be treated like things or like animals that are owned by men. (laughs) And now all of a sudden we're reverting right back to that based on this video, but you want to have your right to do that, which I guess you do have your right to do. You, yeah. But that's, it's just, I'm torn. Like, it's confusing. Like, Like, I don't... You have a right to do things as long as it doesn't impact the freedoms of other people. And I feel like stuff like that does impact the freedoms of, like, females specifically. Right. Because then, like, 
Because it's not going to be the feminist who turns around and says to the other person, oh, you should be doing this because it's empowering. It's going to be like they're like like a man or like somebody who's exerting like uh, authority over them saying like, oh, this is empowering. So you should do it. Right. Like if they're going to go that angle. Yeah. Because let's be honest, some people would be going that angle. Yeah. To get them to do it. Yeah. And what's more is like a lot of people that are now doing like these sort of videos and putting on social media, like I said, to get their likes or whatever up. It's not, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them don't really even understand the context behind what this means, like what they're doing is doing beyond the, beyond just being Instagram famous for whatever amount of time they're going to be Instagram famous for. Now, like it speaks a lot about what social media does when something becomes popularized how you take the meaning out of it and you just slap fame on it and then that's sort of the end of it. And also looking at the video, like the context is pretty clear that it's meant to be somewhat sexual. Mm -hmm. Like looking at the it made me very, feel very uncomfortable and like, okay, like, you know, when you're like little kids and you're playing like, oh, you know, I'm a dog or like, I'm a dragon. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's that's play. That's like pretend. It's not sexual it never would be yeah but this would be mm -hmm. in the context that it's being presented as absolutely you know what do you think <laughs> i agree that everyone has said uh, i think um you alluded to it earlier it's like like it or not it's being posted out into the universe and every action has an equal and opposite reaction mm -hmm. right and like it or not people are going to see that you know, and it's going to be taken a certain way. And we're going to judge a book by its cover. It's just how we, we all operate. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's not going to be taken very well. No one's going to sit back and be like, wow, those women are really empowered because they <laughs> choose to be on their hands and knees and treated like dogs. Like, we've come so far. <laughs> no one, no someone, woman. Someone might, though. I, 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 I know, I know. Totally, totally. However, the however, majority of people are not going to do that. And, and when push comes to shove, as a society, as a culture, it isn't right, like it or not. It like it, it doesn't make. I don't care who you are. I don't care how you're able to spin it so that is justifiable. When push comes to shove, it isn't. Like it's not. I wouldn't watch that with my mother. Right. Oh, and God, I don't no. think any of those characters, any of those people, those actors, whatever. Would also watch it with their mother, and if that's the case, then don't do it. Then mm -hmm. don't do right? it. Just I, I don't think enough people think about what they do before they do it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of thought you know? behind the actions, and, or, or like the effect that their actions are going to have right. on others. And, um... Like to put it simply, would you allow your daughter? Would you want your daughter to be walked around on a leash by some rapper holding what is this AK-47s now? God no! I mean, is that some, yeah. it's not something you would want. This is so fucking. And, and the thing, you know, the thing, the thing, the thing that's that comes to mind also is these guys know their target audience. They know, they know it is young males, probably twenty five, younger and young teenagers. So yeah. they know that's the eyes that are seeing it. And you mean to tell me that knowing that, whether you know that consciously or subconsciously, that you're still gonna put stuff like that out there? Yeah. Like that to me says a lot about your character and who you are right yeah it's not it's not it's not a good it's not a healthy positive thing that you're doing it's really like the way i sort of see it 
it's a weak-minded male. And in my opinion, weak-minded males are men who think less of women, so they treat them as such. And yeah. strong-minded men think highly of women and treat sure. them that way. So it's a weak-minded male coupling with a weak-minded female who thinks less of herself. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Coming to get together to create this kind of trash. That's, sure. that's what it is, basically. It's trash. Word word. Right? So, I mean, to me, that's what it, it sort of seems like. But at the same time, the whole thing makes me wonder about, like, pimp and hoe culture. Like, you know how hoes, like, feel indebted to their pimps and, like, to the point where, like, they're basically brainwashed by them, where they'll do pretty much anything for them, right? Um, i.e. walk on all fours and be leashed, right? Um, for the entire world to see. And like you said, um, it's different from, like, a dom-sub relationship, like a legitimate dom-sub relationship. Well, there's communication. Right. Type of relationship. There's, like, safe words. Yeah. Safety words. And tell, me, and tell me, you touched on that, too, where it's... It's in a it's in a it's in a space like a safe space yeah. and a space where that kind of thing people who know to go look for those things know exactly mm-hmm. where they to know go where to, to go look and for. if you want to look for that kind of thing if that's your fetish yeah go ahead then that's however what it is. you do have like a twelve year old tip tapping on the computer going to YouTube their favorite right. website is not gonna find that stuff as you're saying like as like it sets women back. Mm-hmm. 50 years or more. I feel like you wanted to say something. So I was going to say was, and I I started here, this is the challenge slash risk of freedom of speech. Okay. Because I feel as if, yeah, everyone, you are free to put out into the universe whatever you want here in North America and, and I would argue specifically in America. But it's with that freedom comes a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like this isn't being responsible mm-hmm. because Tammy's alluded to it. Um, just having that, having that venue, that space where that's where it is and that's where it's left. It's not left to the public for public viewing because mm-hmm. then it's like, and Katrina's alluded to it. You, then you start making it normal mm-hmm. when something like this shouldn't be normal whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But then again, you run the risk of being like, so then what is normal? Mm-hmm. Because and from their perspective, their worldview, I hate to say it, but that may be normal. Yeah. Who knows? These girls may have not even been paid. It could have just been like, oh, I'm going to be in Stitch's music video, and I'm dumb enough to think that being in this fool's music video is going to blow up whatever modeling career it is that I'd like to launch. Yeah, Sorry, sweetie, so- no one's going to mo- like hire you for a modeling yeah, career. Yeah, and like that. if you want to have a dom-sub relationship, that's fine, but it's always going to be taken sexual, so it should be behind your own doors yeah versus yeah and i yeah. think that's like the big thing here that we've all echoed is that there's yeah sorry the, the, <laughs> no no like the, the main difference is you put something out there on youtube where anybody can find it versus somewhere like pornhub where certain people can find it because mm-hmm. you're looking for that kind of thing yep. and having it out in the open like this versus having it in more like closed spaces that's where the problem lies now is that we're taking it out of this closed space putting it where people can see it, where they, it doesn't necessarily need to be seen. Mm-hmm. And now look, you know, what's happening. I'm so disgusted by these people. I know. Yeah. Oh you, like you had a really good point, though, you know, call about, like, uh, responsibility that comes with freedom of speech. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. I, I thought it made sense for you guys to see it, so you had a little bit more so context. The one thing I'll say in closing is, this is when social media videos or whatever should be censored. Because it's yeah. stuff like this where it's like this, and again, but that infringes upon freedom, freedom of speech, speech right? totally, totally. And then that's what I was gonna say. Therein runs 
that's the gray area that we deal with. Yeah. Because yeah. we've just we just told everyone you have freedom of speech and you can be as creative and artistic as you want. But then at the same time, where do you draw the line between we all agree this is garbage and useless and so forth and so on. But someone else is going to see this and be like, no, man, the man's just doing what he's doing. And the girls, they chose to do it. So and the, and and there so forth and so on. And no one was forced to do anything. But it's just like, yeah. you know, what? I would argue at the end of the day, it's not putting positive energy into the universe. And kids see that from the outside looking in and they think that's OK when yeah. in reality. It isn't. But then again, whose reality are we looking from? Right, right exactly. Perspective is everything. Yeah, exactly. We might not like be a... able to tell Stitches that it's wrong. Like, we can't tell him what to do. But we should tell the system that he's using to upload it that maybe it's wrong. Even that is infringing upon freedom of speech. But what, really? what we can do, because we also have freedom of speech, is tell people why we think it's wrong. Well, right. that's true. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Caution against X, Y, Z. I mean... That's, 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 the, that's the extent of freedom of speech, right? People can do whatever they want, but then you can also bash it because you can say whatever you want right exactly and i like i don't know about you guys but if i had like a daughter that was you know being walked around on a leash and i saw this video i'd slap the shit out of her <laughs> put, put, put the fear of god in there girl. oh jeez, yeah <laughs> but also explain why it's wrong because then they wouldn't be like oh why are you punishing mm-hmm. me right it comes down to who can convey a stronger message i guess yeah. is kind of what you're trying to say it's either yeah. like can the moral people of this planet i mean that's kind of generalizing but or yeah. can they convey a stronger message or can stitches right <laughs> I hope so, just can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also very much agree with that. <laughs> For the good of humanity. Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. Okay. So I heard on the Brilliant Idiots podcast with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz a case of an 18-year-old female who was attacked by a group of guys at a Brooklyn playground at night. The alleged attackers took turns raping her at gunpoint. The initial story was that the girl was with her dad at the playground bonding and shit. And then the guys came over, they pulled a gun and told the father to leave, which he allegedly did. And then they proceeded to brutalize the girl. And some of it was actually caught on tape by one of the attackers because, you know, everybody fucking tapes shit these days, put it on World Star Hip Hop or whatever the fuck. Right. Anyway, now one of the attackers is now saying that when they approached the girl and her father, they claimed that the girl and her father were actually having sex when they approached them. Okay, so the guys came in, they were like, yo, can I get a piece of that? If you're already fucking like, you know, in that shit, can we get a piece? So that's what they say happened, right? So they came up, had this like conversation, had this dialogue. The girl was started like, you know, smiling and laughing and chuckling and all this at the notion of getting caught or something or the notion of like these guys coming in and like taking over. I don't know which one or whether it was both, but from what I was understanding, it's one or the other or both, according to them, based on their story. So this happened and then they pulled out the gun. They told the father to take a hike, which he did. And he was drunk, by the way. So he was drunk, ran off, right, to get the to get help from the police. And um, then they took t- they took turns raping her while the father left. So even though a few of these attackers claimed that the sexual act was consensual, she had bruises and cuts on her body that were not consistent with a consensual sexual act, regardless of whether it was a gang rape or you know gang bang or whatever or not. So do you buy the story that the attackers were giving? Or do you feel as though this is bullshit? How can this have even happened? Tammy, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So I actually read this story uh, before. Mm -hmm. 
And um, the way I took it in was that the dad and daughter have not seen each other in years. And right. they reconnected. Reconnected, right. And then um, these guys saw them and they were already like having sex. And then in the article, it said that the dad's pants were already off. Yeah. Right. That's what. And that they were already having sex. And then the guys were just like young kids, and they were like, "Oh, can I have some?" Mm -hmm. And then the dad was like really drunk, and he just like walked away. Um, I think he either went to a convenience store or liquor store. Right. It was a bodega. Right. 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 Yeah. And then um, he was stumbling over his words, like he couldn't really um say like my daughter's getting raped right now or she's having sex to a guy, and then the guy was just telling him to leave, but he somehow got a hold of the police, and then um. So what I think is that the dad and daughter, they probably reconnected and they had some weird thing going on and they were fucking, Mm -hmm. right? And I think the kids that approached them didn't know that um, they were like father and daughter. Mm -hmm. Probably just thought like old guy and escort. Mm -hmm. And can I have a piece of that? That's the only way in my head that it would make sense, right? right? So I think the girl was also drunk. and Yeah, because she was drinking as well. Yeah. Yeah. And she probably just said like, yeah, okay, like I want to get fucked or whatever. And then the guys just, you know, had a piece of that, which is kind of fucked up. Like, how many guys were there? There was five. There were five guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, she, I mean, this girl, she was already fucking her dad. Like, their pants were off. So um, the way I see this girl is she was probably open to getting fucked by five other guys. She okay. was fucking her father. But that's just my opinion. Okay. People are going to hate me for that. <laughs> what do you think? What was, what was her story? She was saying that they raped her. She was saying that she was raped. Oh, and okay. a part of this, she did not say, um, she denied that she was getting raped until afterwards. So when the police first came to her, she said that it wasn't rape. Hmm. So that might change your opinion. Wow. Until afterwards, oh. like they I got a lot of opinions convinced. right now. Yeah. yeah. This is a mess. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think um, anyone can actually have, like, the story is just so messy. Like, there's so there's much so going parts on. to it. So many right? elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's like you can't have, you know, a really yeah. good idea. One thing I would say, though, is like, was there, that? was there a gun involved? There was a gun. Okay, then, okay, under gunpoint. You'll say yes to a lot of You'll say yes to a lot of things. Also, there also has to consider shock factor as well. Mm-hmm. You don't always say the right thing after something that traumatizing if it indeed was rape. Then Especially again. with alcohol involved. Especially with alcohol involved. So who knows who's telling the truth? However, the gun... It changes a lot. changes it. It's just like, okay, if it was consensual, why did they need the gun? Mm-hmm. Right. The article I read didn't mention the gun. I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's one that's one point I was gonna bring up because, like you said, if say okay, say it wasn't consensual, right? Say these guys walked up and um, he was like, "We're gonna have a piece of that," and she was like, "No, I'm gonna go off with my dad." And he brings out a gun. It's like, "Can I have a piece of that?" Okay. Yeah. You're right? Like, yeah. Then you're gonna oh, be yeah. like, "Yeah, okay," because it's either fuck me or die. Which one do you want? Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a very kind of clear cut. You want to survive? Right? Exactly. It's a very kind of clear cut thing, right? So especially when there's five guys and like yeah, it's like what can you do? Run after you while the other guy tries. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's very yeah. The situation not in your favor whatsoever. Right. So Nick, going back to you. What yeah, do you sorry, think? sorry, sorry. That's okay. Um, I I just keep thinking, what does she have to gain by you know filing a lawsuit against them or saying that they raped her? Right, a criminal suit. I right. guess like it's not like she's going to get money out of it. She might right. put the people in jail. Right. She doesn't sue them for for sanctions. Right. So. Yeah. If it was consensual, why would she ever bring it to court? 
Right. Unless, you know, she was trying to get her dad off the hook for something that he did, saying, like, the cuts and scrapes or the bruises and scrapes were from him. Yeah. And people were asking about it, and she decided to blame these other guys. Right. But if there's proof that there was a gun, then it's, you know. Yeah. Chances in, are. In both of the articles I read, they mentioned a gun. But they they mentioned... have, the, how much proof do they have of it? Like, was it in the video? Uh, or was it I don't just know. her word? It was her, well, it was her word and it was what the investigators said after questioning her and questioning the father because the father also said that they pulled out a gun mm-hmm. on him, which went, and then he left. And did the three guys being interviewed say that they had a gun? Um, yes. They did? Okay. Like so all of their are, stories seemed to, yeah, as far as the gun like, is, yeah, There was probably a gun, so. In the situation. Yeah. yeah. Maybe part of it is drawing the attention off of her dad, but assuming, like, the, if we know there was a gun, then probably. Do you buy that she was having sex with her dad? Because that wasn't said in the first version of the story. Um, I don't know. And I, I also don't really, you know, the importance of it is kind of lost on the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not she's not suing her dad, is she? No. So, I mean, it's it's messed up if she was, but they could, yeah. also, they could also be, you know, saying it to draw the attention off of them. Mm-hmm. Not that it would make a difference if she was having sex with her dad. Right. It wouldn't make them any less guilty. Absolutely. Okay. I don't have anything to say. This one is right messed up. I can't believe that that's what you, you're at a playground. Really? Yeah. Really, guys? Like you're at a playground? Yeah. And you, I legit don't have anything to say. Nothing? <laughs> other he's up, he's other than like, it's just, it's sad. It's sad and it's disheartening. Yeah. That that's what our, that's what our culture comes down to. That's what our society does. That's what young men do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate. Go read a book. Go <laughs> lift some weights and put them back down. Like, but, you know, and then and the, the part that I guess that I just question is like, if it was so consensual, then why the gun? Which which is which was brought up one, mm-hmm. and then two, like why is she now saying that it's rape? Then mm-hmm. you know what I mean. If that was the case, then I like to think when push comes to shove that, that I don't believe what the young men are saying. Yeah, I mean, if they are the alleged attackers, which they are in this story, mm-hmm. are you gonna really believe? Like generally, just human nature, are you gonna believe what the attacker said? Because the attacker is going to say things in his favor. But it's not one attacker. It's not one. It's five. Right. But any one of them who all participated equally in this act, are you going to believe any one of their, you know, statements or claims, right? Beyond trying to just piece the story together, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of like five different people's stories, trying to get the stories that correlate. Well, they seem to create the aggressors seeing as they have the gun, which was all, which was, as you said, mentioned in multiple stories of everybody who was there so it's hard to believe that the one who was a tool of like possible murder and aggression they would be the one believe like you don't walk into a store point a gun at somebody and say can i have a coffee here i'll pay you the person (laughs) is still going to be like you pointed a gun at me (laughs) what would your guys's opinion be if we took the gun away because the first article i read there was no gun involved but same exact story. I don't know. It'd be my, so messy. My, like, my, your... my opinion would be the same because of this. Even if there's not a gun, right? There are five yeah, males. Yeah, there's still five guys. There are five males. Mm-hmm. I mean, if five males have, like, if they kind of maneuver themselves in the right way, they could kill you. 
You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they could, could punch you, they could hold you, they could death. use whatever they whatever's around to literally seriously hurt. Because it's five against one slash two, right? Depending on where the dad was. If your father has run off. off. You're by yourself. Yeah. You're gonna sure. do whatever it is that they ask you to do so that you just escape Survive. the situation fairly unscathed, well, right? Like survival mode. What mm-hmm. what is the bare minimum I need to do to get past this? Right. I mean, it's it's entirely possible that the sex could have been consensual, but at the same time, okay, if there's a gun, probably not. Even if there's not a gun, even even if you decided that you wanted to do it at first and then, you know, one kind of smells and then you're not really that drunk anymore and yeah. then one is kind of hurting it's you. It's just like, there's five guys. Right, you know what I mean? And things, and it just, it just changes, <laughs> right? Where it's like, oh, it could have been a good idea at first. And then when you're actually in it, you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, These guys are going to fucking say like... Well, consent ends when you say no. Right. And like, at that point, if you sort of said yes at first and then you decide to change your your mind you think these guys are gonna give a fuck whether you change your mind or not they already have their pants unzipped you're gonna take this dick bitch and that's what it is regardless of whether you've now all of a sudden become scared right so your dad's gone your dad's gone whatever relationship you have the person that's supposed to fucking protect you from this kind of shit fucking left so what else like you're gonna have to like you know what i mean think decide what you want to do yeah to i guess escape that situation guys all of who want to do one thing to you I mean, it's like, so Tammy, were you saying that she said it was consensual at first or she just didn't say anything? So the article I read was, um, there were five guys. They said that it was consensual. Like they said, can I have a piece or like, can I have some? Yeah. And the girl's like, oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, so they had sex and then the dad just left. Mm -hmm. But the boys said prior to like coming up to them, they were already fucking. Mm -hmm. Right. So like in my head, without the gun in the story, um that she was just down with it Mm -hmm. and then she didn't want to press charges at first until like someone convinced her or whatever this is why they're like taking it to court Mm -hmm. that could also have happened like i agree i I agree with you there because you know if she's just trying to bring it to court for reasons unknown like reasons unknown because you were saying yeah you said like like, she's not getting any monetary she's not getting any monetary these guys are rich of course so yeah. expensive mm-hmm. like why would you do that so but without I the gun it's kind of really it's really confusing yeah. as to whose motivations are the like wh- who wh- who has like what motivation people have there we go that's one thing i, I was the article i read was when the story first came out mm. and then like um everything wasn't that clear right and then i think that article is leaning towards the guys versus the girl and her dad yeah, like they were driving it that direction. I thought that there was, I thought like the update was like later on they said, oh, by the way, she was having sex with her father. Like I but thought then, that was like, the unless addition. she's charging your dad, that's it's like, it's irrelevant to yeah, the, the actual case in question. Cause it isn't about like what her relationship with her dad is, however messed up it may be. And she's 18 too. Yeah. So. And I mean, like, for, again, like, those five guys, for all you know, like, they'll say whatever they need to say. Because for all you know, yeah, the dad and daughter, for all you know, walking through the park drunk after having having dinner, a couple glasses of wine, okay, cool. And then you stumble across, and it's like, old man, beat it. Mm-hmm. Right? And now you guys can do what you want when you want. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, for me, whether or not she was fucking her dad has nothing to do with the argument. It's these guys and their attention, their intentions and the fact that she is saying that I got raped. 
Yeah. Because now it's like. As you say, it wasn't her dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was just. It's I mean, messy. her like her her having because from what I understand, it's the guys that brought up that she was having sex with her father. She didn't say that. Yeah. And her father did not say that. Mm-hmm. So if those guys are saying that, that's their attempt to deflect. Right, Ooh. like the situ, like the heat from them to Ooh. well, they were already like in my like I see it as like slut shaming, right? Where yeah. it's like okay, she was a hoe fucking her father, so clearly she deserved what we fucking gave to no. her. No, you know what I, I mean. Think she said that, yeah. or the guys um brought that up because that's the only way he can or they can say, can I have a piece of that? For sure, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's why they brought that up, or else they wouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they were trying to justify their actions. Yeah, how yeah. messed up they, they were. And and her saying as well, like, sorry, them saying as well. Oh, she was smiling and laughing, and like you said, Tommy, mm-hmm. being like, hell yeah, is her being like, is is them being like, well, she wanted the yeah. dick. We gave her, we did her a favor. Like we gave her exactly what she wanted. <laughs> yes, absolutely problematic. But I'm just getting into the mind of you know, guys like this who do fucking shit like this, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way they justify these kinds of things to themselves, where they truly have, like you said, mm-hmm. Unique, with this entitled sense of self where they feel like, I'm the man, I can fuck a bitch whenever I want, however I want, regardless of whether she wants it or not, which mm-hmm. completely, like, flouts the entire idea of consent, right? Where yeah. there's another person in this situation that is going to tell you yes or no, and if it's a no, you walk the fuck away with your tail in your legs and you deal. You will motherfucking deal. But clearly that's not the situation, right? So it's like power is a number in this particular situation. Yeah, but having sex scary. with her father, uh, I don't know. I'm, Did that happen? Did it not happen? Uh, <laughs> morally questionable, but not super. But not, yeah, exactly. Not the, point, not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think even bigger than that is that they were both drunk. Right, yeah. so then whatever the dad says might not even. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Because like when you're under the influence, it doesn't matter if you say yes or no. If you're under the influence of alcohol or drugs or whatever, your consent is not actually consent. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. So yeah, yeah, that... yeah. So no matter what she said, whether yes or no, if the, if she was drunk, she can't she can't give informed consent. Yeah, for sure. Which is what I'm getting, like I'm getting from the the articles that I read that she was under the influence on some sort of. So no matter what she was saying, she can't give informed consent. So it, it would have been. Yeah, I think the story is just like way too fucked up to even pinpoint it. Well, there's a bunch like, of things, like, there's everywhere. A, yeah, there's a bunch of elements that are distracting, and yeah. then it's just like which one's right, which one do we pay attention to, who's telling the truth. That's probably was exactly there a gun? why. Was there not a gun? That's probably exactly why they mentioned the dad, right? Just because now people are focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but even the dad thing aside, mm-hmm. like you still... said, it doesn't make it any more wrong. It doesn't take away the fact that there were five guys also in the situation, even mm-hmm. though the father was there, maybe allegedly doing whatever he was doing. Whatever yeah. he was doing doesn't matter. Yeah. The boys claim that when they asked, the dad just got up and left. But and then, then why would they both the all of them mention a gun then? Yeah. I don't know. Like, and and even if he's drunk, if it's like, oh, can I fuck your daughter? Sure, I'll just go fucking that's, find a cop. That's like, not consent to you. Because mean? he's not even the girl. Yeah. Like, it's she not. would have to give informed she's consent. She's the one. Yeah. Without, without being inebriated. And in then his dad the claims that he's trying to get help, but he was, like, too drunk to even form words. But you're able to fuck. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently. Right. The story's just like too twisted that it seems fake. Like it seems unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to justify their actions a little too. Oh, they're absolutely trying to justify mm-hmm. their actions. I right. mean, like this is something that their lawyer has like brought out and told them to say and said that they claimed 
And it's like, it's... There's no justifying that, though. No. And the boys are already, like, just having five guys see two people fucking and say, like, can I have a piece? Like, that already tells you what type of person the guys are. Yeah, because... You know, that's like, sick. It's totally. like, once people see that, they, like, turn the other way and they just and they're just like, away. okay, mm-hmm. you know, they're they having a role and they hate you, like, I'm not gonna get in, into yeah. that, like... Yeah. It's their business. Like that, right. those, those boys have nothing to lose. This is that's why they were doing that. That's why they went and even asked. You well, know, they got they nothing to lose. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if the truth comes out, they'll get charged because yeah. it seems pretty likely that yeah. it was right. It was right because she didn't give informed consent. She was drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like if the gun was if the gu- if the gun was involved, it's aggravated rape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like we said before, like like you said, Tommy, even if she initially wanted to or she initially attempt you know was like okay cool let's mm-hmm. do it there could be a situation where somewhere along the line during that i'm sure agonizing situation of five different people having sex with you you're gonna think it's a bad idea yeah and you're gonna not want to fucking participate anymore but now you've passed the point of saying yes or no because those guys don't give a fuck their dicks are already out you have to do what you need to do or you have to follow through and you know what I mean in that sort of mindset you have to follow sure. through what you agreed to if she did give consent in the beginning if if she you know what I mean if and it also was... depends what she wants to do too because she could probably try to run away but like maybe her chances of survival especially if you're going aren't too high right mm-hmm. you know so it's just a sad like you said it's a completely sad situation all it's around really it's sick like you said tammy i just when i read it i was like whoa it was, what is going on yeah it's, it's not it's not normal at all all right so let's get into our shout out segment so you guys already know what the shout out segment entails you i'm gonna start with you what are you shouting out this episode <laughs> uh what am i shouting out uh i'm shouting out uh just just positive energy into the universe, you know, and just out, just, just being someone who's intentional and purposeful and standing on what I believe for consistently. That's what I'm shouting out this week. Okay, all right, Christina, what about you? Shout out to Black History Month first of all, and then yeah. also um, just for all the people my age, my generation, or generation above, generation below, keep going. 20s are hard now. Some real shit. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm going to do something about it for sure. Nick, what about you? Um, just a shout out to you guys, I guess, for having me. And a shout out to everyone listening, encouraging them to do something like this, right? It's important to have your voice be heard mm. in any way possible. So, thank you guys for that and uh, encourage everyone to go out and do the same thing. Sweet. Awesome. What about you, Tammy? Um, happy Chinese New Year's. <laughs> shout out. Monkey, it is you. I'm like, that's my so, year. Yay, <laughs> that's my shout out. Shout out to, to <laughs> monkey. <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna shout out um, my external hard drive. You have, I have dropped you so many times, and you keep fucking with me, and I love you so much for it. So thank you for you know just not you know running out of space and shit like that, and just helping me just keep all my shit all together in one big terabyte of space so i'm really really thankful for that so yeah does anyone want to do any plugs um give their social media or anything like that you i'll start with you you guys know i'm off the grid but um i'd say one book that i think everyone needs to read is uh five love languages figure out what your five love languages are and uh and just be consistent in that whether you're giving it or receiving it so 
Okay. Do you have a hashtag for that? Hashtag five love languages. I've read it. It's a dope book. What about you, Katrina? Um, does art websites count? Oh, of course. Plug whatever you want. Put your social media handles in there. So okay. Well, find you. yeah. Okay. So I don't really, uh, Tumblr is basically the only place that you can really reach me because I advertise art on there. Um, if you want to see just what I do, like I'm an artist, so I do sketches and stuff like that. So you want to see my in progress stuff, chat with me, that kind of thing. Um, you can go to riskydoodles.tumblr.com. So that's R-I-S-K-Y and then just doodles.tumblr.com. And if you want to see my portfolio, if you're interested in like the uh, the professional work I do, it's Katrina katrinazidichowski.carbonmade.com. And how you spell that is K-T-R-I-N-A-Z-I-D-I-C-H-O-U-S-K-I dot carbonmade.com. What about you, Nick? I don't think I have anything. University of Calgary, maybe. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag University of Calgary. Yeah. No there there are some media? things. No, no social media. Nothing like that? Okay. And Tommy, you're off the grid. Sorry. I'm off the grid. I only come out when Vanessa calls me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been called. <laughs> awesome. All right. So that is a wrap from us. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the So Fucking Posh podcast. We really appreciate your support until next time guys we out that's a wrap for this particular episode if you have any questions any comments or you just want to discuss anything that you heard on any of the podcast episodes you can find me at s-o-f-x-p-o-s-h anywhere and everywhere on the internet i'd be more than happy to talk to you guys once again thank you so much for listening and stay posh